LeBron can't beat Kawhi, but I'll tell you who can. Paul George can beat Kawhi. And I, I mean, of course, you know, LeBron yeah. can win. LeBron can beat Kawhi in, in a game for sure, without yeah. a doubt. But, but the point is, is that Ka- Paul, Paul George, George will beat back. Kawhi faster than LeBron can beat Kawhi because yeah. Paul George will get him eliminated before LeBron gets his hands on him. Owen, welcome to the Friday, December 4th edition of the TV on Basketball podcast with your host, TV. Hope you guys are having a blessed day, and thank you so much for all your support. Whether you're on YouTube or on any of the podcast networks, I appreciate all of you. Today, we have an awesome episode um, back with Critical Condition Sports where we talk about stuff that's going around the world, you know, stuff with COVID and his experience, you know, quarantining. Um, we're also going to be talking about stuff that's going to be happening on his channel over the next week or so. Also going to be discussing the big Russell Westbrook trade. Uh, that was a really fun topic to discuss. And I'm introducing a new series um, where um, I call it Rock. You Rock With It, You Talk About It, or You Walk Away From It. That was a really fun segment to do. And we just discussed a bunch of topics relating to the NBA this upcoming season. But yeah, it was a really fun episode. Remember to check out all of his links. That that will be down in the description of this video. Or if you're on any of the other networks or even on my social media, it is in my link tree. And also, I'm just going to be tagging him everywhere. So you should be able to find him. And remember to check out my stuff as well. Remember to follow at TV on Basketball on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for updates on the podcast and for other content. If you're on YouTube, remember to like, share, and subscribe. That would be highly appreciated. And for all the podcast listeners, remember to subscribe and leave a review if you're on Apple. And as for any of the other listeners on Spotify, Anchor, or Podbean, just show your support any way possible. Um, I really do appreciate you guys. And yeah, I have a great show lineup for you today and just lots of good shows over the next few weeks as we inch closer to the NBA season. But yeah, once again, thank you Critical Condition for coming on, and I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys all have a blessed day, and I'm going to throw it over to me and Joe, and yeah, hope you enjoy it. Let's go. What's up, guys? We are back with another podcast collab, and we have a familiar face here today. We have Critical Condition Sports once again. Um, Joe, say what's up, Joe. What's going on, TV? What's going on? I know he's been on the show a couple of times over the past like few months, but you know, with the NBA season coming up with all these like news to talk about, we had to bring him on again. And, you know, we're going to talk about stuff about his um, YouTube channel, which is coming up very soon. And we're going to talk about stuff about um, what he has been going through the last two weeks, because um, he had to experience stuff that we were hoping we weren't, that some people weren't going to experience, which is yeah. quarantining. Like this guy has been quarantining for the past two weeks, man. It's been yeah, that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the recent news that's happened in the NBA. And I'm going to be introducing a new segment later on. So this is going to be a really fun interview. But yeah, man, speaking of like quarantining, how has that been the last two weeks? So uh, quarantine. So I had close contact with somebody that had uh, COVID, uh, that tested positive for COVID. So I've had to quarantine these last two weeks, man. Uh, you know, at the beginning, at the beginning, man, like, like for me, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm used to just working a lot, man, you know, so ever since when the shutdowns happened and the pandemic, yeah. like, you know, began, I was fortunate enough to still keep working and, you know, stay busy. So when it happened, it kind of like freaked me out a little bit. I'm like, okay, like, I can't like not, 
not work, you know? Yeah. So I was a little scared at the beginning, but I mean, to be honest with you, man, uh, like for myself, at least, uh, it was calm, like calming, I guess, because, you know, I'd, I'd been working like that, you know, nonstop for, for years. Yeah. So it'd been a while since I had like, you know, a long break like that. So I guess once you get over that, man, it's, it's, I mean, you just make the best out of the situation. Yeah. Uh, as far as like, you know, the test testing wise, uh, you know, the testing. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, man. Like, yeah. It, it doesn't hurt as much as some people like, make it out to be, man. No, because like, because uh, like my mom is a, I'm a frontline worker. So yeah. like she, she has, she's been like, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, mm-hmm. she had to do it kind of, I think like once or like once or twice a week. And she said like, at first it like hurts like hell, like the sticking that it's a, is it the thing that sticks up your nose, right? Yeah. yeah. It's the long, the long one, the, the like, it's kind of like a Q-tip, like a long Q-tip that they, yeah, it nose. looks painful as hell. Like even like some of my friends in like uni and stuff, like they had to take it and stuff like that. Like it looked painful, but you say it's not that bad. Nah, man. It's that sounds like not that bad, man. Yeah. I mean, it's over in seconds, man. That's it. You just gotta just don't, you know, move your head back whenever they tilt it up and, yeah stick it in there man it's honestly it doesn't really hurt it's it's uncomfortable it does feel uncomfortable and your yeah. you know your your eyes tear up a little bit but it's it's yeah. not bad man it's not as bad as you know i think like some people have over exaggerated how like painful or uncomfortable it is it's not that bad yeah for sure and that's honestly good to hear because especially like over the next few months like i know for Amer- like in the u.s like it's getting like worse like in yeah. terms of the case and stuff like that same thing here in canada like um, Toronto's basically in lockdown. I have like I've been stuck at home. Like I like you said, you've been working like nonstop yeah. since like the pandemic started. I got laid off, so like, yeah. it, and it's been like just tough finding a job in general. So, you know, it is it is what it is. I mean, I've been like working on this podcast and stuff, so it's yeah. been like super nice in, in that aspect, and also working in school. But yeah, like this pandemic has like affected us like people in a lot of ways. But if like like in the U like in the U.S. like is there like any sort of like, especially like in your area, like you're in Texas right now, correct? Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Like, like, is there any like sort of like lockdown procedures happening or like, like that, like going on or is it kind of like, like normal, like in that sense? So, so the, so I live in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. So I, the biggest thing I've seen TV is like during the week of Thanksgiving. I think that, that's the only thing that sucked about, about quarantine, man, that I had to, I couldn't go home or I couldn't, you know, be around people or, you know, I had to be, just be alone for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. That was right at the Thanksgiving time. Yeah. That was like right at Thanksgiving. So I think that that was the only like hard, hard thing there. You know what I mean? Cause I didn't see my family. So, you know, yeah. that was the plan. So unfortunately, yeah. you know, that, that happened. So I, you know, I couldn't go. So the biggest thing I saw though, which for me obviously didn't make a difference was the mayor st- stated had like a curfew yeah. on Thursday yeah. all the way through Monday. So like during like the Thanksgiving like break or holiday. Yeah. So, you know, restaurants, bars, everything had to close at 10 o'clock. The yeah. only procedures that I've seen, man, is just people, you know, just, you know, the mandated, mandated uh, mask whenever you go into a restaurant. Yeah. And, and I mean, that, that's pretty much it, man. Like for staff, for employees and people that work in restaurants, obviously sanitation and cleanliness is even more important. Yeah. But, you know, those are procedure, procedures that should be taken regardless. As far yeah. as uh, going out, though, man, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. Obviously, they have the gatherings of no more than 10 or more yeah but you know not, nothing nothing too too crazy for right now yeah i mean it's like it's i know like uh, yeah for sure like the, the, 
do you like do you think the US cases are going to start going down soon or do you think it's just going to keep getting worse like oh with, man with i think part? i think it's going to it's going to stay like this for for, for a bit man yeah. you know especially with the holiday like uh you know and i was i had Corey Mack on the on my show a couple a couple weeks ago man yeah. he was talking to me about people having friendsgivings and having really unnecessary yeah. gatherings man and it's mm-hmm. i understand man we're all trying to have a good time and fun man and yeah I get it, man. But you know, those are like unnecessary gatherings in my opinion. Yeah. Again, my opinion, just because yeah. you know, of how like fast this thing spreads and you know, people can be asymptomatic and stuff. And you know, people have other people that, you know, have interact with kids and all these things that it just like, you know, some of those things were unnecessary gatherings. So I, I think we're going to, we're still going to see a, a spike, man, sadly. Yeah. So maybe, you know, I'd like to say that it would get kind of, it would get better like around, you know, in a couple of weeks, but it's not because, you know, we have Christmas coming up. And then after that, we have New Year's coming up. So, oh, yeah, this New Year's is going to be crazy. I honestly yeah. don't know how they're going to deal with that. Yeah, they're definitely going to do a, here in San Antonio. I'm, I'm oh, like 98 percent positive they're going to do some sort of like uh, not lockdown, but the curfew thing, which, yeah. to be honest with you, man, I don't I don't, don't see how how effective that is. Yeah, I mean, like even like here in like lockdown in like Toronto, like I don't even think how like that's really effective at this point like you you try to shut down these businesses and stuff like that but it's hurting the economy and i think like what should be done like more to be honest is just enforcing the safety measures and stuff like that because at this point you like you shut down like these things like people are losing their jobs people are doing that like and the cases aren't going down like there's like no really like the case is going down here and stuff so yeah it's going to be even worse come the christmas season um Actually, I have family coming in from Dubai, moving here, like probably at the worst possible time. But Shit. they've been they've been like um, planning this for a while, so they have to go and go through um, the move. Yeah, that the move and stuff like yeah. that. Like, they, like they have to find the plates, and after like we have to kind of like help them out with groceries and stuff, just because they're new to the country. But sure. yeah, so it's gonna be a kind of tough at um, at this point. Like, I kind of agree with you. It's kind of gonna be, um, it's probably still gonna be trending up over these next few weeks. But you know, hopefully, come January, I mean. Whether you guys, whether people agree with the vaccine or not, it's coming, and people are gonna be um, gonna be taking them, and hopefully that can at least like reduce the cases and stuff like that, and see if that's gonna help out, you know, numbers down the line. Because at this point, I know both me and you, like we, like I don't know, we we miss going out, we miss like I miss going to the bar. I know you miss going to the bar. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like I miss those type of times, like pre-pandemic and the yeah, mask, we, man. Yeah, like we we just want things to go back to normal. So, please, guys, whoever's listening to this, please follow. Um, you know, please stay home. Try to like limit your your interaction stuff like that. We we all want this to be over as soon as possible. Wear a mask, man. Wear a fucking wear a mask. mask. Sorry please. to say like that, man, but just yeah, please wear a mask, man. Yeah, no, no. I, I've I've heard like like horror stories of like my friends like having to deal with customers who don't wear masks, and it's like people take yeah. it way over the top. Yeah, it's, it's just just wear a mask. And if you don't want to wear one, just just stay at home. Then you stay know, at you don't home. have to go out, order in. It's, it's 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 at this point, it's common decency. Like it's, it's like common yeah, decency at this point. So, yeah, let's move away from the COVID top um, topic <laughs> and let's let's just talk into some sports because um, Joe like on his YouTube channel, his podcast, he has a lot of um, things lined up. So, dude, what do you so take it away? Awesome. So on YouTube, man. So I haven't uh, really been uh, hitting YouTube as hard because you know the podcast work. It's it's yeah. you know both both of them are very busy. Yeah. So I'm going back to, uh, this week uh, with YouTube. I'm gonna have a video of the top ten uh, NFL busts over the last decade. Yeah. Now uh, people make a lot of those lists, and you know, obviously we know who the top two NFL busts are in the history of football: Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell, Russell, Ryan Leaf. Yeah. 
yes. you know, those two guys. So I'm, I made a list. I'm, I'm doing a rankings on who were the worst bust mm-hmm. uh, th- through the last decade, just giving everyone like a kind of a different list. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, it, normally when people see those kind of lists, people automatically think of those two guys, Russell or Leafs. So I kind of want to make a different list, my own list, my own take on things. Yeah. That way they can see uh, a different outcome or a different result that's not centered around those two guys, you know? Yeah, so, sure. so I have that coming up on YouTube. I have a couple of different rankings coming out next week uh, for my podcast, man. Um, you, you saw the announcement. Uh, so this week on Friday, I am actually going to post an episode with myself and former WWE wrestler, Impact wrestler, TJ Perkins. He was yeah. he's on the show. Uh, you know, we had a, we already recorded. We had a great talk, man. Yeah. Phenomenal guy. Can't say enough good things about him. Um, you know, I was very grateful that, you know, he was able to take the time out of his busy schedule to come out on the show. And yeah, man, we, we had a great conversation. We talked, we had a, a long conversation, yeah. talked some wrestling. Yeah. Uh, we went over, you know, our NFL, our NFL Super Bowl picks or the teams that, you know, we see in the bubble yeah. for the Super Bowl. And then uh, we, we talked, he's from LA. So we talked about some, you know, LA Rams. Then we'd, uh, we broke down uh, a good amount of the upcoming season for the NBA, believe it or not. We uh, went yeah. over our picks from each conference and who we think uh, who we think has a legit shot. Or, and if anyone can challenge the Lakers, I know we'll, we'll you know, talk about some Lakers basketball later on, but we were able to touch up on that. And, you know, it, it was just a great conversation, man. Uh, great guy. Yeah, say that, good things about him. Yeah, for sure. And it's good to see, like, wrestlers kind of, like, out of their – natural habitat and i could tell like usually it can be like i'm a huge wrestling fan like yeah. um like i don't really talk about it in the show just because i talk all basketball but i do like um like watch like quite a bit of wrestling like on my free time and stuff like that and i'm honestly a big fan of tj perkins especially when he was in wwe he was the winner of the first cruiserweight classic yes. back in 2016 i remember watching that and he's doing some good work over there in impact he's i think he's fighting for like the secondary title there at the moment yeah. so like I, i'm like i'm I'm catching up with that. And it's probably, it's just cool to see like them like talk like outside of their element. I mean, they're probably tired of talking about wrestling anyways for like how long and they, and they have other yeah. interests. They definitely have other interests. Like definitely that they talk about. I mean, they're probably sports fans just like you and me. So it's really cool to see them like in there. So definitely check out um, that um, podcast. You said it'll be releasing tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be releasing uh, tomorrow. And so I'll be releasing that one. That one will actually be available on YouTube as well. So you can go in there and uh, check that out on there. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, definitely. I'm going to have all of his links in my bio, whether it's his YouTube, his podcast networks. Just check him out. And you said you have a big announcement you told me before the show for next week. So come on, yeah. man. I'm, so, I, I, I haven't even heard it yet. So this is like yeah. So next week, uh, yeah. So next week, I'm actually having uh, an actor coming on the show. Actually, really? Okay. Yeah. So I'm actually gonna have. Uh, I don't know. Were you ever a fan of like you know you know Tim Allen, right? Obviously, yeah. Uh, you know, like some. Of, have you seen like the Santa Claus movies? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Classic. I'm having Spencer Breslin, uh, who's an actor who played uh, Conrad and Curtis, like Conrad from the cat in the hat oh so he's, really? he's an actor uh, and he's actually coming on the show for next week's episode actually oh yeah that's awesome man like, that's, that's really cool yeah, so, yeah he's a huge fan yeah it's crazy because like you, you talk about to a lot of like you know over the past few months you know people from mma people in boxing you talk to like people like just like who talk about sports like this guy is like freaking talking about people from everywhere at this point so yeah, definitely go check that out. It's going to be a, definitely a fun podcast, and I'll be definitely listening to that. Definitely. Yeah, that's going to be a really fun podcast. Remember, I'm going to have all of his links down in the, in the description. But yeah, anything else to do with your podcast? 
uh, nothing. We're, we're just, you know, grinding and training up and, you know, it's only the beginning. Yeah. Especially with the upcoming NBA season soon and stuff like that, there's going to be some really cool podcasts from me and also from him as well. So you definitely should check that out. Are you ready to talk some NBA basketball? I'm ready to talk some NBA basketball. Oh yeah, man. Let's go. Yeah. Before we get into the news segment, we have to talk about probably one of the biggest news from this off season. Last night reported by Woj, a blockbuster trade happened. We had the Houston Rockets trading away Russell Westbrook to the Washington Wizards in exchange for John Wall and a protected first round pick. The protection is pretty crazy. I know like it can like after four years, if the protection isn't met, it could, it could turn to two second round picks, but yeah, yeah it's going to be super. This was a crazy trade. This I got NBA Twitter in like a whole kerfuffle yesterday, but Joe, what are your thoughts on the trade so far? Um, I think, so I, I don't think the Wizards, so here's the thing, availability is the best ability. Yes. You know, that's my opinion. So as much as people want to criticize like the Wizards, I've seen some criticism. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, John Wall, what has John Wall contributed to them for the last two seasons? I can't even tell you, yes. T, we went to the last time I saw John Wall in a basketball game. Honestly, same here. Like, I, th- I know he's missed their last two full seasons. Yeah. Two. Yeah, and, you know, I, I hope he's doing well. I hope he's, yeah. you know, recovered and done all the things that he's needed to do to recover. That way we can watch him play. So I feel like uh, there's a level of improvement for the Wizards. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook, regardless, is a former MVP, regardless of how people want to put it or how we want the award. He's a former MVP. And, you know, he's uh, an active he's an active player, uh, real athletic. Uh, you know, I've had some really harsh criticisms. Yeah. I am by no means, you know, on the guy. And, and, and they, they stand... Do I believe that the Wizards become a playoff team because of Russell Westbrook? Yeah, I, th- I think so, man, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. Especially because, you know, when you give the fact TV that they're in the East. Uh, yeah, definitely. I feel like, you know, they can get in there, you know, seventh, eighth, eighth seed in there. Yeah. Be- just because of the fact that I feel like the way this season will begin for them is I feel like Russ may defer to Bradley Beal. But eventually he'll go back to who he is. I think they're, they're yeah. going to win games with Bradley I mean, Beal like that. I mean, that, there were points last year where like Russell Westbrook looked like he was like the perfect second option with Harden. But then, you know, old habits die hard, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So there's good stretches of time where, you know, he'll, he'll be a very positive thing during the regular season for his basketball team. And if, you know, you're a Wizards fan, you want to get to the playoffs and that's the goal, then, hey, congratulations. But, yeah. you know, everyone obviously is striving for a championship. Obviously, when playoffs come around, that's when it really matters. Yeah. Uh, you know, he'll go back to who he is. You know, it's the player that I know that he is. And, yeah. you know, he'll do that. But overall, I think it's a positive It's a positive thing for the, the, the Wizards. You know, I'm uh, yeah. very surprised that they gave away a first-rounder. That that's the yeah. thing that surprised me the most. Yeah. As far as for the Rockets, man, it's very interesting just because again we haven't seen Wall in a while, yeah. and I still I feel like it's a good risk for them. You know, it's it's a good risk, yeah. even though we haven't seen him play. It's a good risk, uh, just because of the fact that again you already see my prognosis on you know Russell Westbrook yeah. and how he hurts his team. Obviously, this team with Russell Westbrook ain't winning a championship. Yeah. So Wall is a better is is better than Russell Westbrook in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, he can shoot when healthy, when healthy, when yes, healthy. Yes, well, no, we win healthy. Absolutely, yeah. yes, that's yeah. what I meant. Uh, he can shoot better. I feel like he's got a better shot than than Westbrook, and I feel like that's that alone separates him from him. Even though obviously we know how crazy athletic and all around Westbrook is, I feel like John Wall is slightly better than Westbrook when healthy. If healthy, if he comes back, and I feel like it gives the Rockets potential. Now the question is, what's going to happen with James Harden? Right, that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah. 
For sure. And like the thing about John Wall is like, yeah, like he the last time he played was um the twenty um eighteen, twenty nineteen season, which was two seasons ago, but he and that's when he injured his Achilles and then after he subsequently like I think he tore something else like while walking at yeah, it's crazy script or something like so he had two like major injuries which cost him basically two years the last two years of of his career and I think what I found like really interesting about this trade was that like we heard this trade like you know mumblings of this trade like a few weeks ago like Woj was yes. reporting like this was a thing and the fact that it kind of like died down like really quickly. I honestly just thought that this trade just wasn't going to happen anymore because like usually if they don't really like get it done, like within the first day or two, like back then you just assume it's not going to happen. But apparently like three weeks later, uh, AKA like last night, they got back on the phone and like, okay, you still want to do this? Well, do you have any separate sort of like pick? Well, we can give you this protected pick and like, okay, deal. Like it just felt like it was something like, like a 30 minute conversation. And then after just like, kind of like happened like that yeah and you know it was it's funny though tv so last night uh i was watching aew yeah that, that they're i love i love what those guys do over there man great work yeah so i was watching AEW, that. man and I, I guess that's the time when this trade broke yeah uh i had my my alerts on silent just because you know i was watching the show yeah. that, that a great card and then i i look and I see that ESPN, like I have the ESPN app. It said like breaking news, but I didn't pay attention to it usually because usually I'm getting notifications from like every other like sport, man. Yeah. So when I looked at it, I looked at Bleacher. Bleacher, I love the guys there. They do great work too. Yeah. Uh, Bleacher, I clicked on there and they're saying James Harden wants to stay despite Russell Westbrook trade. I'm like, what? What happened? He got traded. And I started like scrolling. Yeah. I was like maybe like 30 minutes late to the party, man. I was like, oh, I yeah. couldn't believe it. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And it was it was a crazy thing just because I like like um like you said it kind of like happened out of the blue last night yeah. and everyone like just went into a frenzy, so like you know back on the trade I, I just like I have a question here like because yeah I mean they have John Wall the Houston Rockets at this point they have James Harden they have Demarcus Cousins who they signed to a one year minimum deal like yeah do you think at all like, is there any way of this working because I look at this roster and I just see a complete mess. I see a complete mess. I think what's really going to hinge on the success for the Rockets or something different, because we know what they are, you know, with James Harden. Yeah. You know, we, we've seen it already. And I think the, mo- the most interesting thing to me to monitor is, is John Wall going to be back to 100%? That's to me how this thing, this puppy is going to, it's going to dictate if this puppy is going to work or not. You yeah. know, uh, John Wall is talented. You know, he's a talented player. You know, he, you know, former number one overall pick. And I know that we've seen number one overall picks bust, but John Wall is not a scrub. You know, he's fantastic when healthy. The biggest question is if, you know. So I think that yeah. the success of the Rockets this season is going to hinge on that. If we can get John, John Wall back at 100%. I mean, it's going to be fun, man. I, I'd pay. I mean, we can't go to games, but I'd pay to, I'd pay to see that, you know? Yeah. Um, I, with the John Wall thing, obviously, it's a big – like, they just basically have two players who – honestly, like, I think the best way like, to put this Houston Rockets team is, like, I, I saw this, like, as, like, a post on Twitter. Like, people basically said, like, this – if you have this team in 2017, they would be, like, a top three team in the league. Like, yeah. prime James Harden. Um, John Wall before the injuries, DeMarcus Cousin before the injuries. This is legit a super team. But in 2017, move into yeah. 2020, John Wall, two injuries. Basically, like, I don't know how he's going to be able to bounce back off that. Sure. DeMarcus Cousins, like, 
oh, we know what happened with him like after disaster, the disaster man like, a disaster like the last few years have been an absolute disaster for DeMarcus Cousins and now you just have James Harden here who again I mean he's back he's probably gonna be back to being the lead guy probably gonna still average over 30 points a game but um, the Rockets say that they still want to keep him he says that he's still committed to his team do you think this is all smoke and mirrors, or do you think he'll just get traded eventually at some point? I feel like it can be all smoke and mirrors, man. I feel like the possibility of, the, of him getting traded, uh, I'd say it's like a, a 40-60. 40% he does, 60% he stays. I think that okay. he will stay. Um, but I feel like uh, there's one thing one guy, uh, a buddy of mine once told me. Don't yeah. believe everything you read on the internet. So don't yeah. believe every single thing that everyone says. Like, uh, you know, New York uh, is an example. Uh, yeah. Dave Gilman at the time, we just re-signed Odell Beckham for a lot of money. We didn't sign yeah. him just to trade him. And sure enough, they traded him. Yeah. So I, I don't buy into everyone just saying, oh, you know, everything's fine and dandy and he's going to stay or I want to stay. I'm loyal. You know, tra- the NBA in sports is a cold, uh, a cold business, in my opinion. Yeah. It is. So uh, there's a chance that he gets traded. I feel like, you know, don't I'm not buying into the whole, oh, he's happy here or we're moving forward with him. But, you know, if I had to put money on it, I, I do think he stays. I I just don't think that it's such an open and shut door on him leaving, you know? I think that there is a possibility that he may leave. Yeah. And this, like, I'm speaking about that. I mean, John Wall, just like last week, I mean, him and the Wizards organization, the Wizards, the Wizards, the Wizards said, like, we're committed to John Wall. We want him and Bradley Beal back on the court for this season. And even John Wall, like, when asked about it, in media day just two days ago, mind you. I mean, he was, like, saying, like, don't believe what you read on the internet. He basically, Definitely. like, said that. And the, the day after, he gets traded, which is absolutely, which is absolutely, like, insane. So, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, like, um, the, you know, the teams and, like, the players are going to say stuff to kind of, you know, be nice to me and stuff like that. But there's yeah. obviously so much things going behind the scenes absolutely. that we don't, we don't know about. So maybe the, the hard trade is definitely um, – uh, like a possibility still. I'm going to talk about the Wizards for a second because I barely talked about them. I honestly yeah. believe that this is like, this guarantees them a playoff spot. I think with Russell Westbrook, I don't think he's someone that kind of raises your ceiling, but he'll yeah. raise your floor. So like, whatever, like whenever you have Russell Westbrook on your team, you're probably going to make the playoffs just because he'll just will you to that just because that's just the type sure. of player he is. But the Wizards, when John Wall and Bradley Buell are there, what was their ceiling? A second round exit. What's their yes. ceiling now? A second round exit. It doesn't. It didn't change yeah. for me. Uh, I I think uh, that, that's as far as I, I don't think they can get to the second round. In my opinion, I mean I, that's just the ceiling. I don't. Yeah, think yeah, yeah. that's probably like their yeah. ceiling. They're like that's like their, yeah, like like oh my goodness, like that's a, yeah, for sure as far as yeah, like I I don't like the idea that that he's taking the ball away from Bradley Beal. I think he showed last year that he could be like the primary ball handler. And with Russ on the team, you kind of have to give up that responsibility. I mean, because Russ is going to like can take the ball up and down the court. I think what I like about this is that they have shooters now. I mean, they drafted Denny Avia um, yeah. in the draft. They have Davis Bertans. They signed to a massive extension. Crazy money. Crazy money. But, I mean, NBA is a shooter's league at this point, And if you can shoot, you're getting paid. For so, sure. yeah. So, I think like it could work in some aspects. But at the same time, I just don't like the idea that Bradley Beal is getting – the ball taken out of his hands. But, yeah, I think this Wizard team probably can fight for home court advantage if all things go well, but I just don't see them, like, really improving in that, like, in, in, like, in terms of their ceiling. They're going to make the playoffs, but they're they're nothing more but, like, a like a second-round exit. 
back like one more thing before we move on to James Harden like um one of the trades that they were like proposing before like um earlier on in free agency was him going to the Brooklyn Nets probably for everything except for KD and Kyrie like do you think um with like after making this wall trade the Houston Rockets look at that pack and say you know what this is enough for James Harden especially with the amount of picks they're going to be getting back you know some nice young players in Karis LeVert, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen do you think that's enough to lure James Harden away from Houston? Uh, I feel like for Harden, he should definitely be interested in playing for, for Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, do I think it's enough? I, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's enough. Uh, it, it's enough in my opinion, just because of the fact that they want, I heard that they wanted, you know, Kyrie in return at least. And yeah. I feel like they want another all-star uh, caliber player back, even with John Wall, obviously we know that that comes with risk. So I don't think it's enough. I, I do not. I, I personally wouldn't, wouldn't do that trade. And if I'm Brooklyn, I personally wouldn't want to do that trade. You know, I don't, I don't know what you, what you get out of that. Uh, besides, you know, I know James Harden isn't a scrub, you know, he's a fantastic shooter, but I think with Brooklyn, you got to like where you're at, you know, yeah. uh, Kevin Durant, is in Brooklyn now and he's in an area where I feel like he's going to get embraced. Uh, you know, you know, talking, talking to a friend of mine, uh, him in Golden State wasn't a very good uh, fit because you always felt like it was Curry's team and the fans really rejected him. So yeah. I feel like the mentality for that basketball team is, you know, as long as your stars are happy, yeah, business is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. For the most part. So I feel like they're going to have good energy there. I think Kyrie, the Kyrie and KD thing, may actually work better than what people may may think, you know? And yeah. even though I know Kyrie was a disaster in Boston, but I feel like I, if you're Brooklyn, why would you want to mess that up, you know? Yeah. I feel like they got something really good going in there. Uh, I, I mean, eventually I see, I see Brooklyn, you know, finishing in the top two in the Eastern Conference, you know, yeah. for a spot in the finals, bearing any injuries, of course. Yeah, for sure. And with, like, you know, James Harden going there, I mean, obviously they're going to have to give up everything, honestly. Yeah, in, in and order you have for great role players. Yeah. I mean, I think that they should still be looking at a third star. Um, yeah. I'm going to go into this like into like my season preview, which will be coming out in the next few weeks or so. But uh, basically, like my idea on the Brooklyn Nets is that you're kind of wasting people like Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie, like reducing their roles. And I think that they're at an all-time high trade value. And I think you can get something good in return. I don't think that James Harden would be the right guy to do that. I know I remember before, like when we were talking about um, – like in our off-season preview when you came on, I yeah. said that going for TJ McCollum was probably like a better option um, for that. So maybe something like that is still in the works. But yeah, I kind of agree with you with the fact that I just don't think um, it would be wise for the Nets to trade away everything just for James Harden, especially yeah. because they've had a history of trading away everything. And oh my goodness. No one wants to trade with Danny Ainge anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Um, any other thoughts on this trade? Oh, no. No. All right. So let's move on to this next segment. Um, I've been trying out new segments with other um, guests on the show. Now that we have Joe back on, um, we're going to be um, doing a new segment called Rock, Rock With It, Talk talk About It, or Walk Away From It. So basically what we're going to do here is I'm going to give Joe a statement and like, or kind of like a take, and he's going to say if he rocks with it, which means like he like he likes it, if he wants to talk about it, where we're just basically he's kind of neutral on it and we could just like talk about it for a bit. Or he's just going to walk away from it if he thinks it's just extremely stupid. Because, like, you know, Joe has had some pretty hot takes on this like, podcast <laughs> in the past. So let's see if we can get him riled up here. 
So I'm gonna give you a statement. Just tell me what you think. If you rock with it, are you um, you neutral on it, or you wanna walk, or you think you should walk away from it? Okay. So the Phoenix Suns, man, um, they made some big moves this offseason, bringing in Chris Paul, bringing in Jay Crowder to come off their bench. And a lot of people are saying that you know because of what Chris Paul did um, last year with the Thunder. Um, you know that very well, being a Thunder fan. Yeah. And now pairing him up with Devin Booker and stuff like that, um, and the possibility of DeAndre Aiden, you know, becoming like like a really good player. They're calling them a dark horse final contender. Do you? So how do you feel about that? I'm gonna I'm gonna walk away from that. Man. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking away from that. Uh, I feel like see, look, Chris Paul. The addition of Chris Paul can cannot be denied. Yeah. Fantastic leader. I feel like he's a, a great veteran. He's the perfect role model, in my opinion, yeah. uh, or one of the perfect role models in the NBA of the way just he handles himself mm-hmm. and the maturity. And that's something good. And that's something that he's going to vibe that people are going to vibe off him from like in Oklahoma. Yeah. And look, folks, it, it's cute. It's cute. You know what, yeah. what, what the, what the Suns did in the bubble is very cute. Aiden, no, that's yeah. fine. But you know what I tell my buddy is did they, did they, did they get it done though? When it, when it truly matters, they, they didn't do enough to get into the playoffs. They did all they could, yeah. but you know, they weren't, they were, they weren't in that position because you know, the M- the NBA is, is a long season and they didn't yeah. take care of business before. Now, obviously we know that Aiden's got suspended and yeah. there's different little issues going on there, but I, I don't see this team as a playoff contender. I think ceiling for this team is no more than a six seed in in the West, and that's just yeah. be, me being polite, I guess, and yeah. and out of the respect to Chris Paul. Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna rock I'm gonna walk away from this as well. Um, the fact I mean Chris Paul definitely improves this team. I believe that they are a playoff lock just because you know Chris Paul and Devin Booker on its own I think is like a good enough team. Um, good enough backcourt to um, make it to the playoffs, especially with a player like DeAndre Aiden still improving. But they just haven't, like, let's, let's be honest. When was the last time the Suns made the playoffs? I think it was, like, 11 years ago. Was it the Steve been, Nash days? Yeah, Steve Nash, literally. Like, I had to look back. I was like, when was the last time the Suns even made the playoffs? It was literally yeah. when Steve Nash was there. Like, it was, they have been kind of a mess of a franchise over this last decade. And I don't like it's just not going to happen kind of with a snap of through a snap of a finger. I mean, Chris Paul, he is fantastic. I mean, like he showed that last year that he could still um, lead a team. And I think that him like paired up with Aiden and Booker could do really good things. But a a finals contender is just way, way too far. And then, and yeah, hey, there's this team that hasn't made the playoffs. And now we're you're 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 a finals contender. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that like, the only time like that really happened was when like the Miami Heat, like back in the day, um, I think they just missed out on the playoffs the year before they got LeBron. And then they added LeBron and Chris Bosch. Then you just assumed that they were title contenders. I think that was the only time where like a non-playoff team kind of transitioned into like a final contender. Or the Cavs, or the Cavs went, you know, LeBron oh, went yeah, back the second time. Yeah, yeah. Basically like anything like LeBron did. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, LeBron, it takes... LeBron's known by a lot as the greatest basketball player on the planet. Yeah. And, you know, it takes that to get to, for you to be in a finals conversation. Yeah. No yeah. disrespect to Chris Paul. I mean, it's phenomenal. I hope, I hope. Now, I wouldn't be mad if they were to make it. I wouldn't be just because, I, man, I want Paul to get a, to get a crack at it. But, I, you know, I don't see it happening. It, yeah. It's ridiculous. People need to pump the brakes. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Let's move on to the next statement. Um, Luka Doncic. We're going to talk about Luka Doncic here. He... Showed out the last year. 
Um, he should, like he had some really good playoff performances. He um, led the Mavs to basically two games over the um, the Los Angeles Clippers. And who knows what would have happened if KP stayed healthy if they were able to knock them off. But here's my statement for you, Joe. Luka Doncic is a top two MVP candidate this year. You Rocket. Rock with it? Pardon? Rocket. 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 Rocket right away. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think Ph- of it? Phenomenal, man. Luka's phenomenal, man. Uh, yeah. I think he is going to be the the face of, you know, the NBA. He has a legit chance to be the face of the NBA uh, by just his, you know, ball play. If you need a poster boy or you, you, need, you need someone – to uh, you know take all the pictures and to be out there or you know to be cra- a crazy rock star if you want to get zion whatever yeah. man but i'm focused on getting the next face of the nba when it comes to on the court play and uh luca's phenomenal man i mean the sky's the limit um the scariest part about all this tv is you see how phenom- how great he was his rookie season yeah. and how phenomenal he like leaped and I still feel like he still hasn't scratched the surface exactly. on what he can truly do in the NBA. Yeah. And like, just going back to like his like draft position, like I had him as like my number one pick. Like I wasn't doing the podcast yet, but I was like yeah. dead set on him being the best player in the draft. And like many people before him, this guy just suffered from being just a Euro league player. People just don't like, don't want to see him like go number one. And I think in that draft, it was Deandre Aiden going number one. And yes. they, like and Luka Doncic just looks like far and away kind of the best player in that draft, and I think like sadly he if he like he didn't get the number one overall pick because you know they just people just don't like, like I don't know there's something about like the Euro bias that they just think that they're just not gonna do as well in the NBA. But it's crazy, uh, man. Yeah, it's it's really is crazy, and I definitely have to agree with you here. I definitely rock with this him being the um, like a top MVP candidate especially if he can lead the Mavericks to a top four seed in the West somehow, that he's definitely going to do it because he's going to have the stats. He's definitely going to have the stats to, to back it up, but it's all up to um, the team and like how they succeed. Um, before we move on to the next thing, do you think that Luka Doncic is a top 10 NBA player? Yes, without a doubt. Without a doubt? I think it's crazy not to, not to have him in the top 10, I think. Yeah. Like, I think like the old- yeah, I think like I, some of the people I like debate about this too. Like, um, the only people that they kind of like debate like whoever he's over is like Damian Lillard. Like, do you think he's like over Damian Lillard on this list? Uh, do I feel like he's over Dame? Man, that that that's really tough, man. It it's tough for me just because I think like both of those guys, man, are two very cold blooded human beings. And what I mean by that is, dude, like, just I mean, Dame clutch, king yeah. of the clutch, man. In my opinion, there. And then Luca, man, seeing like the work, how he worked up uh, the Clippers, who were a good defensive team, man. And you saw there's a lot of there's points in that parts in that series where I do agree with you. If KP hadn't gotten hurt, I feel like the Mavs would have advanced. I feel like that was a very it's, it was a very bad matchup for the Clippers, and they were literally trying to do different things to stop Luca, and they couldn't slow him down. Yeah. Then you see that clutch shot and. I if I had to pick one, I I would take Luca over Dame, yeah. Just because obviously he's younger, uh, basketball skill. Uh, I'm still gonna even though man Dame, oh Dame, such a a nasty clutch, game winning yeah. player. Yeah. I feel like Luke Luca Lucas has a higher ceiling. In yeah, because we've never we've never talked about Dame being in an MVP conversation for the, for the most part, you know, he's never been a perennial person that you think, Hey, this guy, he has all the potential and the tools to do it, but 
he's he was never a real threat. I think Luca's yeah. a threat, man, to, yeah. to to be the MVP. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely have to agree with you there. I just like um I'm gonna be doing my also my awards predictions over the next few weeks, and then he's definitely gonna yeah. be in that conversation. Let's move on to the next one. And I think like this like definitely like um you, you talked about earlier, we're gonna be talking about some LA Lakers. Um yeah. Um, do you rock? Um, so, what do you think? The Lakers are um, the by by far favorites to win the championship this year. Do you rock with it? Do you want to talk about it, or do you want to walk away from it? I rock it. You rock no it? doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, their path, their path in the West, and we were talking about this when we made, uh, you know, we on the last pod, yeah. you know, on who can legit challenge them or how stacked the West is. Well when you look at the competition now in the West, like who can beat them in the West, you know, the Rockets ain't going to get it done. Yeah. You know, with James Harden there, regardless of whether John Wall's healthy or not, you're not going to get it done. The Nuggets don't even get me started on Jamal Murray. <laughs> they, they, there's no way they, they stand a chance yeah. against this Lakers team. Uh, the Rockets have blown it up. The Clippers, the Warriors, uh, the team that I truly thought that was going to challenge this team. And why I wouldn't say that they were a lock was because of the Warriors and Clay and having their, you know their full squad back at 100%. Obviously, you know Clay had that injury. Prayers up uh, for Clay. You know it was yeah. very. I was. It's devastating to see that happen, especially to such a such a good player in Clay Thompson. Um, you know, it's it was rough to see, and you know they were they were the main uh, challengers. Did, is Minnesota gonna you know get their head out of their butts uh-huh. and and go out there and play? No, they weren't even sold yeah. on their number one overall pick. TV. So going back to the question, you know, are they a hundred percent, you know, locked in to, you know, go to the NBA finals Uh, for sure, without a doubt, because who can challenge this team, you know, in the West, the Clippers are blowing up as we've seen, man. And all because they couldn't get rid of Paul George, man, who has been the biggest issue and the biggest mistake in the history of this organization, man, in my opinion there, I know they've had crazy. I'm talking about just basketball player wise. I'm not talking about the controversy, no other stuff that happened. I understand that that's what happened, but we're talking about just basketball play. And Paul George was the absolute worst investment, man. If your company invested stock in this guy, you'd be broke, man. Just it it would be, you'd be filing for bankruptcy just because of the fact that this guy is literally what's tearing the Clippers apart. And it's making me sick to my stomach. You know, there's one guy I told my friends about Kawhi when it comes to Kawhi Leonard. You know, Kawhi Leonard's a fantastic player. You know, LeBron can't beat Kawhi, but I'll tell you who can. Paul George can beat Kawhi. And I I mean, of course, you know, LeBron can win. LeBron can beat Kawhi in in a game for sure, without a doubt. But but the point is, is that Paul Paul George George will beat Kawhi faster than LeBron can beat Kawhi because Paul George will get him eliminated before LeBron gets his hands on him. Yeah, you know this guy to see the destruction that he's costing this team. They're blowing up. Harold didn't. I mean, uh, reports Harold didn't want to go with. Didn't want to continue playing with that. And why would he? You know, yeah. Paul George isn't clutch. More like okay. PG time to me is you know three for twelve. I'm sorry, I'm going on a rent. On yeah, that. No, no, no. but it's it's just the the truth, man. And like the Clippers yeah. are seemingly blowing up. I feel like their best chances to win a championship was last season, and they squandered that away when they traded for Paul George and gave up good assets. Look at Gallinari. I know he's a yeah. vet, but look at Shy uh, Gilgis Alexander, man. Yeah. Great potential there, and you don't have any first round picks, you know, for the most part. 
just ridiculous. They're blowing up. They were the team that I believe had the best chance to beat this uh, Lakers squad as well. And they're, they're literally deteriorating before we see that. And now when you go to the East, uh, bearing any injuries and seeing good chemistry and, you know, how things work out, Brooklyn or Boston can give LA a fight. I think, I think Brooklyn has the best chance to beat this team. Yeah. Boston. I don't know. I saw that they, think, still, they signed still, uh, Tristan Thompson. I'm still worried about the center position. Like they don't have like anyone Definitely. guard AD. They have no Tristan one Thompson doesn't seem like a legit solution. No. And doesn't. you know, I was looking at this TV. You know, you know, uh, Boston hasn't had a center that's averaged at least ten rebounds since 2006, I've seen 2007. That. I've seen that. Yeah, that's like what? Well, what was yeah. that? Was that was that Kendrick Perkins or KG? It was. I believe it was KG. KG. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Oh, I know. It's either him or Al Jefferson as well. Yeah, go go on. Yeah, but I mean, it's ridiculous, though, man. It's ridiculous. You know, yeah. don't quote me on the on the KG stuff, but yeah. it, it's ridiculous. So that I'm very concerned with that, just because you know Boston's a team that can get it done, but if they're faced with the wrong matchup, like Miami, Miami yeah. is a terrible matchup. Uh, they can get exposed very easily, and you know, yeah. so that that worries me. <clears throat> so I yeah. think that Brooklyn, Brooklyn is the best challenge, and that's in the finals, man. Yeah. That would be in the finals. So yeah. the Lakers, in my opinion, uh, just rock it, man. Book it. Yeah. Everything. You talked about all those East teams, like with, the, with Brooklyn and, and um, Boston. Um, and I think this, like, I mean, firstly, I rock with it. I definitely do believe that the, the Lakers are favorites to go back, especially because let, let's go into this before we go into the next topic. But Anthony Davis, yeah. we signed a contract this morning, like right before we recorded, actually. Five years, $190 million. I thought this took a lot longer than expected. I thought they were going to do this very early on, but I think I think he wanted LeBron to sign that extension first to make sure that oh, he. Oh yeah, would, for sure. Yeah, just to make sure that they were together. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just to be a hundred percent sure. But yeah, um, yeah, he's there for the next five years. Um, before we move on to the next one, like, what are your thoughts on like the deal? Uh, this that was that. Sh- besides LeBron James, that should have been the priority. They got it done. No surprise there. Um, Davis is fantastic, and I feel like. I feel like he's really going to thrive even more, you know, with all these additions in uh, L.A., man. I, like, it's ridiculous to see how, like, stacked this squad is, you know, with Schroeder there. Now with Gasol and Harrell, I feel like they're going to play Davis in the four more than in the fifth. And I, I feel like, man, th- this team, it's going to be ridiculous. Like, yeah, they're overwhelmed. They should be overwhelming, like, favorites. And I feel like Davis is the second was the second priority. Obviously, you got to take care of LeBron first because LeBron leaves. Obviously, that puppy's not going to work. You know, LeBron without the LeBron in the without you know if they took this team and you took LeBron out of it, uh, I don't think people would be voting them as perennial favorites. In my opinion, obviously, yeah. obviously LeBron's a priority. Davis is the second, and you know they took care of him, and I was very happy to see that. Uh, you know, you weren't going to let Anthony Davis walk. Yeah, for sure, and I 100% agree with you. I think like what this does too, like really nicely, is that LeBron probably for the next year as well is going to be the number one guy. But I think like yeah. um, after a few years of LeBron, I think they're gonna slowly transition to Anthony Davis being the number one. And I think LeBron yeah, is the perfect sure. guy to like um, help with the transition. And I think it's just really gonna like work out for the Lakers. And probably sooner rather than later, you're gonna see Anthony Davis is the one who's gonna be like you know taking over games in the fourth quarter, especially as LeBron continues to age so i think it's going to be really good for them and they should be um title contenders honestly for the next two or three years especially if they have these two guys on that team for sure 
yeah let's move on to the next one and i think this like this transitions quite nicely because you're talking about some of the east favorites and the boston celtics and the brooklyn nets but you didn't mention one team and that is the milwaukee bucks who made me get out of here man (laughs) okay i have a okay so here's my I know by the looks of things, you're going to walk away from this, but our, in my opinion, the Bucks are the East favorite. Do you, are you rocking with it? Are you neutral on it? Or are you walking away from it? I'm going to walk away from that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do you one better. I'm going to get in my car and speed away from that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no uh, they have a chance, man. There, there's a chance, right? Yeah. Puncher's chance, as they say. Uh, Giannis, good player. But easy, easy to easy to limit and expose, and that maybe not limit, but easy to expose. Make yeah. him play from behind. Not very well playing from behind, you know. Um, I feel like I feel like Giannis is on his way out, man. I'm starting to feel that way. Yeah. You know, uh, I had some conversations with some people, and some people, a lot of people are believing that he's on his way out. Um, I feel like you know we were talking about this when the NBA's offseason moves, you know, started kicking off when the new year new league year started now no man uh i hope i don't get the name wrong but they had they were going to acquire bogdan correct bogdan bogdanovich yeah yes okay i just want to make sure i said the name right uh so they were in talks to acquire him so obviously i'm sure you read the reports that there was a little bit of friction and a a slight unhappiness just because i believe that giannis and george hill at the time wanted wanted bogdan and when they got drew drew holiday well, they, I mean, the Bucks uh, went back on what they had originally offered uh, for him. And uh, apparently, I mean, that's what I, that's what I read. That's what I heard. Obviously we talked yeah. about not believing everything that you see, but I feel like uh, they were saying that Giannis was pretty, they feel like Giannis was pretty unhappy because he's the one that really wanted Bogdan in there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's, you know, it's little seeds that are getting planted in there for the Giannis exit. Now, I like the moves that they did. They added Drew Holiday, who I believe will be fantastic. He's an upgrade from Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. And uh, don't, you know, don't even they get me started on Bledsoe. I, I hate that. Yeah, don't yeah, for sure. DJ Augustine, who's I think is a is a solid role player. Backup, yeah, you know, he can shoot backup. the three ball. Yeah. And uh they were able to they believe they so since that Bogdan trade didn't happen, uh they were able to keep uh DiVincenzo, correct? Yes, which is I think is pretty big there. Yeah, it's big because when you look at what he contributes to the defensive side of the ball, yeah. I mean, this is a really good defensive team, man. Yeah. The, the, again, the issue is when you're, when you're star, because, you know, the, the league's transitioned into a lot of shooting, man. You need shooters. You know, what's, yeah. you know, this, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of this team either, the 76ers. What's one of their biggest undoings? We've talked about this. It's shooting, you know? Yeah. They transition f- away from shooting when the league was transitioning even more into shooting. You know, yeah. now nowadays your center needs to be able to hit a, a, the occasional three ball, you know? Yeah. So this team, man, it's very interesting, man, because on paper they they are a solid team. You know, you have the – the reigning defending two-time NFL, I mean NFL, the NBA MVP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I was going into my yeah, football yeah, grounds yeah. there, but the NBA MVP. And I I mean, obviously, I think I don't think Gianna's going to be the MVP again this, this season, but I feel like they're going to be limited in that sense with Giannis not being able to shoot the three. And I know it sounds so uh, plain and simple yeah. whenever you talk about that and how to stop somebody, but it's the truth, man. You know, there was limitations there and we saw that in the bubble. And obviously I don't know how much more different it would have been if the NBA were under normal circumstances, but it is what it is. Um, I think that this team, you know, will not make it to the Eastern conference finals again this season. And at this point, 
Wow. The funny thing is, I rock with this, and I, 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 okay. I unlike you, I unlike you. I mean, I think what I think the whole thing with the Bucks now is that they have to kind of be honest with themselves. Giannis is not KD. Yeah. He's not LeBron in the sense where he's going to be able to take over games at the end of um, at the at the end of games. They have to be honest with with themselves with that. But if you play towards Giannis's strengths and with the pieces he has around him, I mean, Chris Milton. Um, as much as people want to bash him, he's still a very good NBA player. Drew Holiday was a, is a significant upgrade over Bledsoe. I'm I'm thanking the Lord for they finally got rid of Bledsoe. Finally, they yeah he was hurting the team. Yeah, he was definitely hurting the team. And they have people like they have good shooters around him. I mean, like they brought in like you said DJ Augustine. They also brought in Brent Forbes from San Antonio, who is one of their better shooters. They have Brooke Lopez, yeah. who is one of the best shooting big men in the league. They have the right pieces, and I think the best way for them to succeed and make it to the finals is treat Giannis kind of like how um, they treat like people like KG, like Anthony Davis, as like a role man. They can't ask them to take over at the end of games, you know, give them the ball, create their own shot. That's not how you're supposed to work with Giannis. What you have to do mm-hmm. is treat him as one of the best big men in the league, which honestly, like, he still is if you, like, treat him as that. like He is, yes. Yeah, like, if you treat him as the role man, if you treat him as the, like, the alley, like, a lot of this has to come with the YouTube video I watched, and hopefully um, next week um, we have the guy on the show. I'm, I'm in talks with trying to get him on the show, but yeah. he like he put it perfectly, saying like you, you got to treat him like a big man. You can't treat like treat him as like a KD who can like get you a shot away in the game. For you sure. have to kind of you have to if you set him up like that, he could be just as dominant as he's ever been. And I think that if they like really go all in on that and don't ask too much for Giannis, you know, handling the ball and stuff like that. I think they could be like literally like the best team in the league if the if all things like work out, but um, that is a big if if they go for that because um, they've been like you said they've been like running Giannis through the ground in terms of like you know him like at the end of games trying to get a shot, and it's not been working whatsoever. Yeah, it's definitely not been working. But if they change their philosophy and like how they see Giannis and treat him like like kind of like the, like kind of the top big men like over like over the past few years. They could really do well, but it all really just hinges on that. I like it, but I think that's going to be like the biggest deciding factor. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I don't agree with the championship contenders, but I believe on the take. I feel like I feel like Milwaukee definitely needs to come up to that to that conclusion, just because of the fact that you know he is who he is, you know. And I feel yeah. like in the like what you say makes a lot of sense, and I completely yeah. agree with that, but. Title contenders TV for yeah. uh, for this basketball team. I mean, it's gonna be hard, man. It, it's gonna be hard. Yeah, definitely. But I just think, like, in terms of just like, especially like with like matchups for the Lakers, I just think, like you said, they're one of the best defenses in the league. Especially yes. like, like adding Drew Holiday and stuff. I just think, like, in terms of defensively, they can make it work if they go up against the Lakers. But it's all about like trying to figure it out on the offensive end. And if they just go with this philosophy, I think I honestly like that idea of, of it happening. All right. Yeah. Anything else on this or? Uh, no. Okay. A couple more here before we sign out. Um, Lamelo Ball. We let's talk about him for a little bit. He okay. drafted to the Charlotte Hornets, third overall pick. Um, the Hornets also picked up Gordon Hayward and stuff like that um, this offseason. And I, you, for people who watch my podcast, they already know my thoughts on the whole Gordon Hayward thing. I, I am completely off on that. But in terms of Lamelo Ball. Do you um, him being the rook, um, rookie of the year um, favorite? Are you rocking with it? 
Um, are you neutral on it or are you going to walk away from it? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and rock with it just because yeah. I feel like he was the best player in this draft. Yeah. Um, Wiseman, you know, I, I, I'm very interested to see the Warriors and how he's able to contribute to that basketball team. Edwards, man, I'm telling you, like, even the team that drafted him number one didn't want to draft him number one, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, he did. You know, and that's not a knock on the guy. I mean, it just is what it is. I mean, I believe that up until, like, the very last – until they could, like, hold off on making the pick announcement, the, the you know, the Wolves were trying to trade. Obviously, no one no one that could have been in position to trade for that for that pick – felt confident enough either so i'm not buying into the in, into him um you know who i really like though i feel like it's going to be a sneaky good race i feel like Lamelo will eventually take it man but i like killian hayes a lot man oh detroit yeah that guy. yeah I, I like killian hayes i feel like he's very poised for have a, to have a good season uh i'm very interested i feel like he can and obviously sometimes you know every other it feels like every other year in the nba draft or, you know, really every year where you have a player that, you know, is drafted after the top 10, you know, and so on, where you feel like it's a crapshoot and they come up. Look at Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. You know? So I feel like obviously I'm not going to sleep on anyone, but uh, LaMelo has to be the favorite. I feel like he will win it. Uh, just keep an eye out for Hayes. Though. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with you here. I'm like, I really do like this, especially with the fact that he's going to have the ball in his hands most of the time. Um, Charlotte's going to be a bad team. Um, they yeah. might be, they might like, I think the, their ceiling for them is like making it to one of them play in seeds, like to try to go into the play in tournament. I think that's probably their ceiling, but yeah. Lamelo Ball's going to have the ball in his hand most of the time. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> and I think, I just think he has some, he's going to have some good opportunities there in Charlotte. Um, and I think, like you said, I, I see him, I saw him as the best player in this draft. And although I am not a I am not a big fan of the Gordon Hayward signing at all, I think that he's going to help him. You know, try to navigate through this league. It's good to have a veteran there at the end of the day. And I think that um, yeah, Lamelo Ball probably like just because of opportunity and like situation he's in, he definitely has the best shot at Rookie of the Year. I do like the Killian Hayes um, um, pick though. I yeah. really was hoping he I was really hoping he was going to get drafted by the Phoenix Suns at number ten. Just because, yeah. like, I think, like, him being tutored by Chris Paul could do wonders for his career. And now he's kind of in a mess of a situation in Detroit. But hopefully you're right. I really do like the kid. And, yeah, yeah and I hope, yeah, I could definitely see, like, a dark, a dark horse um, rookie of the year candidate as well. Yeah, Especially, you know, yeah. I was going to say, sorry, New York wanted him, too, just to add to the New York misery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Who do they got? They got Toppin, right? OB yeah, Toppin. Toppin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who's a solid, who's a solid, you know, pick in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, but I don't know. He's he's one of them older rookies, and I think, like, yeah. I mean, he's obviously in the Rookie of the Year race as well just because he could score the basketball. And most of the time, if you can score the basketball, you're probably going to win Rookie of the Year. That's yeah, for sure. as long as you can shoot. Yeah. As long as you can, like, score. I mean, that's, like, it's basically, like, whoever's the highest scoring average wins Rookie of the Year. But, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Um, Lamelo is um, probably the top pick here. Let's go on to the final one here. Um, I haven't talked about my Raptors, and it feels like forever. Yeah. And so let's talk about like my Raptors here. Um, obviously with the moves that they lost out on Sergi Baca, they lost out on Marcus All. I mean, they still kind of recovered well. They brought in um, Alex Len. They also brought in uh, people like DeAndre Bembry, um, Aaron Baines as well. That's probably going to be a starting center for this year. Yeah. And it feels like that time of year where the Raptors are going to continually get disrespected by the American media. So here's my um, statement for you. The Raptors will still be a top four seed this year. 
Do you rock with it? Are you neutral on it? Or are you going to walk away from it? I'm going to rock it. Uh, top four is definitely possible, especially in the East. Uh, I'm not saying that that's the only reason why, but uh, I like the Raptors. Uh, I like them a lot more than what people, some people do. Um, but here's the thing. So the one thing I didn't like is, and it was a priority, Van Fleet, you know, I, think, I feel like they gave them more money, you know, more money than what they should have. Uh, yeah. My opinion, you know, I was a little iffy on that, but he's a very important uh, piece to this team. Now, the reason why, and even though, you know, the Raptors aren't going to be playing uh, in their home court uh, for yeah. the upcoming season, uh, man, I, I like Nick Nurse. So I got a good coach. They have, you know, for grownups, mature, maturity, in their locker room with players, you know, uh, Van, I like, you know, the example that Van Fleet sets, you know, Lowry and, you know, Alex Len and Aaron Baines are some good additions uh, to that, to that basketball uh, organization. And I think the number one thing, obviously, we, I think we can both agree on that this, this thing is going to hinge on is going to be a Siakam and how he performs. And I feel like it was a little, a slight dip uh, last season. Would you agree with me? Um, he had a good season. I think like the bubble just yeah. kind of like showed that he just needs to like really expand his game. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at that bubble, I feel like there was a slight dip a sl- yeah. and look, uh, it's uh, circumstances that aren't normal, but yeah. we do have to adjust. And obviously, even though that they're, you know, not going to be in home court and it sucks, you know, being away from home, people sucks, you know, yeah, it does, you know, these guys yeah. have places there. And not to say that they're not going to get by. Well, obviously, you know, they have the money to. Yeah. But um, it's a mental thing. And you're, yeah. they're going to be away from, from home the, the entire season. And for me, in my opinion, I feel like uh, this team get, does get disrespected a lot. I feel like, though, Van Fleet and Lowry, as long as you have them back, they, again, you add those uh, centers uh, to your squad. And you have Nick Nurse, who, in my opinion, is probably the, the best uh game planner when it comes to a game of basketball that there is in the business right now I feel like it means and they have all the tools to finish top four in the east without a doubt now I may have not picked them to be perennial championship you know contenders in the east but I feel like they're a very tough out they're a tough they're a very tough team uh to count out they're a very tough team to beat and I feel like you know like last season in the bubble the winner of you know the Boston and Toronto series, they're beat, man. They're beat. It was as intense as a seven game series yeah, yeah. gets, in my opinion. Yeah. So I mean, they they have potential, man, to, to to make some noise and to really give uh teams a run for the money. Top four, though, yes, that is very possible, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, um, I'm actually gonna disagree with you here. I'm okay with it. That's like my one like neutral point on, um, mostly because of the fact I think um. The top three seeds are in the East are kind of set. Um, you have the Milwaukee Bucks. You have the Brooklyn Nets. You have the Boston Celtics. Whatever you order, you want to put them in. It's really up to the person, but I think it's going to be those three at the top. And then there's a, basically a crapshoot for four and below. And there's like a lot of teams kind of like in that mix. We talked about the Wizards. Like who knows what they're going to be with, like with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Who knows if it's going to be, a, especially in the regular season. Like Russell Westbrook shows up, especially at least, at least in the regular season at the yeah, well, yeah, for sure we can yeah. agree on that. So they have a chance at that fourth seed. Um, you could talk about the Indiana Pacers, who people don't talk about, but you know they basically have the same team as last year. So who knows, like what they're going to be next year? Um, TJ Warren, TJ, TJ Warren, whatever, <laughs> man. But um, you also have to um, um, keep in mind um, 
you know, the Atlanta Hawks, I mean, like, who knows what they're going to do. They've made some big moves this offseason. You just, you just never know um, with, like, especially, yeah. like, in this, like, whole new situation with, like, no, like, um, fans and stuff like that. You just never know what's going to happen in that sense. Like, I just think that, like, you say that the East is kind of weak. I just think it's kind of, like, every year there's, like, a lot of teams in the same bracket. And I think that's what kind of, like, makes it hard to predict for um, this upcoming season. So yeah, the Toronto Raptors, um, they may I think they got a little bit worse in terms of, you know, losing out on Marcus Saul, losing out on Sergi Baca. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, they, they did pretty well getting um the two big men um there. And they also drafted pretty well. I really like um Malachi Flynn um coming in as like a third or maybe a backup point guard in the future. Yeah. And also um I think like um their second round pick I'm also a pretty big fan of as well. But I just think that it's going to be tough, especially playing in a new environment. It's thing is going to like kind of affect them. And obviously, you know, those two big men are definitely going to be huge losses. I mean, like I said, there's just too many people fighting for that four seed as well. I mean, I could see them getting it, but we haven't even talked about, you know, Miami heat. Like, I don't even know if they're like part of those top three teams, but they're still in it. The, the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, there's just too many teams kind of like fighting for that fourth to eighth seed. And I think it's going to be like kind of tough for the Raptors to be in it. But yeah, I mean, I could I could see them getting the four seed, but it's definitely going to be um, really hard. But yeah, um, those are our um, um, those are our thoughts on those um, upcoming season um, you know headlines. Leave um, let us know in the comment section of this video or the um, Instagram post whether you like it or um, whether you agree or not. Um, and yeah, this this was a really good episode. Thank you, Joe, for coming on. Uh, for sure, man. Uh, very happy to come on anytime, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Especially um, with this upcoming season happening, we definitely will have Joe like throughout the season, especially like with the um, current NBA news that is happening yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, just expect him to be on the channel and stuff. And yeah, are you excited for this NBA season upcoming? I'm so ready, man. Uh, I'm starting to see some of those games, like the Christmas games and everything, man. I'm so I'm so pumped for basketball. Yeah, um, especially, like, you know, the opening night, it's going to be freaking um, Warriors, Nets, and then the L.A., the Battle of L.A., man. This yeah. is gonna be, I'm so excited for the NBA season upcoming. And before we go on, I mean, I think I, I, I think I was supposed to ask you this, like, when you were talking about um, um, the early um, with the stuff with COVID, but how do you feel about, you know, um, 48 positive cases so far, like, when they did the test? Like, how do you feel about that? It's going to happen. Uh, you know, yeah. I feel like uh, it's naive to think that they weren't going to get any positive tests, especially that they're not in the bubble right now. Yeah. It's not concerning right now. Um, like, I feel like it, if there's a team or there's an, sorry, there's an organization that's earned our trust on how to handle uh, Corona, it's uh, the NBA and Adam Silver. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, so it's expected. I mean, all these guys are home. Uh, I know that some people... You know, I, I even though it's the responsibility, I guess some people can't handle being quarantined enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's some people that are, that go off the off the rails for whatever reason, man, and even that that's up to them. Also, uh, you know, they're human beings. No one's perfect. Uh, they're gonna go out, and there's a lot of responsible people right now, though, that are responsible and are very careful that still end up catching it, man. So it's yeah, it's just, there's still unknowns, man, when it comes to this thing. Um. Obviously, it's expected that they're going to get positive tests, especially since they're not in a bubble anymore. Yeah. And obviously, I'm sure like the league will have a contingency plan just in case if this thing starts to spiral spiral out of control. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's probably like even like you said, like if any um, league has gained our trust in terms of like trying to handle COVID, it's definitely the NBA. And I think a lot of like 
of what's going to happen this season in terms of like positive cases kind of has to do kind of with the culture of the team. Like if they're like really yeah. like strict about stuff like that, they're not going to be positive cases. But as in the NFL, I mean, if you're not like really like um, taking it as seriously, a la the Tennessee Titans, a la, you know, other teams like in the NFL, it just spreads like so quickly. And like, if you don't, you know, if you don't um, treat it right, like if you don't take it like, seriously enough, then this type of stuff is going to happen. So they're definitely going to sure. be, they're definitely going to have to um, plan for that, but I do trust the NBA and its policies. But yeah, I think this is where we're going to sign off. Um, Joe, any last, uh, th- um, last remarks about your podcast and your channel? Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, be on a lookout, uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, anchor, wherever you get your podcast from my conversation with TJ Perkins will be up tomorrow, tonight, top, uh, top 10, uh, NFL bus for the last decade. And next week, make sure you check out next week on Friday, the latest episode of critical condition sports podcast with Spencer Breslin actor yeah. from, uh, the Santa Claus and all those Disney movies. Awesome, man. Yeah. I'm going to have all of his links down in the description. Obviously, I'm going to tag him in all the posts in terms of this um, podcast on my Instagram page. So please check that out. But yeah, this is where we're going to end it. Thank you guys for watching. And I hope you guys have a great day. Take it easy, guys. Peace. Thank you guys for watching or listening. Remember to show love on all the podcast channels. Like, share, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. And remember to follow at TV on Basketball on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for some great content. Thank you again, Joe, for coming on. And talking some basketball with us. Remember to check out all of his links. They can be found in the description. And remember, I'm going to be tagging him everywhere. So you should be able to find him. He's been on the show plenty of times enough. And yeah, just um, for stuff that's upcoming. I have a few guests lined up over the next few weeks. I am very excited to have those um, being released very soon. And with the NBA season coming up, I'm going to be doing my, um, you know, my season previews. Which will be happening this monday and the next monday we're going to be looking at each conference and my award predictions i'm hoping to be doing it with one of the guests upcoming so please check that out but yeah thank you guys for all the support and i hope you all have a fantastic day take it easy guys